Hey everybody, welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It's your only 18-minute podcast in the SPA channel. It's Alan Sherry, your host. I run the SPA Industry Association. I'm going straight north today to the Boulder, Denver area. We have Cinder Trout with us. She's the founder and, and to Cinder, like everyone else, you wear probably 22 hats, right? During the day anyways. Sure. Yes. Um, she is the founder of Abitur Lip Care. We're going to talk all about lips today because I have to tell you, living in Arizona, lips, 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 <laughs> right? Sure. Yes. Okay, so yeah. It's dry. It is dry. dry. Well, it's dry in Colorado too. Yeah. And I find this is crazy, but I was just in the Palm Beach area for a, a uh, consulting gig. And I found I put lip stuff on there, even though it's moist in Florida, I still seem to wear a lot of lip stuff during the day, right? Why is that? Yeah. So it's interesting because one thing that we know about lips is that um, our lips don't have um, hair follicles or oil glands. So they don't produce oil or sebum naturally like the rest of our skin. So our lips um, by nature are dry often because we just don't have the same kind of oil production on the skin on our lips like we do in the rest of our, our body. Okay, I have more questions to, to come about that. But tell me, how did you end up? I mean, you're probably the single one person in our business that specializes in the lip care business, unless I have that wrong, right? A lot of people make lip stuff, but they don't focus on it like you. So give us, give me the color commentary on how you got started. Okay, so when I started, um, Tori was 13 and considering wearing makeup. And so I um, was starting to be mindful and people were talking about a lot of the things online like EWG and everyone was starting to talk about chemicals in makeup and, and products. And about six years ago when we started, we had to choose between natural products and effective products. We rarely got a highly effective natural product. It, it wasn't as common as it is today. And so I set that as my goal to find and pursue um, effective natural products. And so, um, and in particular lip products, because um, candidly, we just use a lot of them. We love lip gloss, lip balm, we, we call it lip stuff. And it's always around, it's always in our bathroom, it's always in our purse, it's everywhere. And um, you know, there is, there is a small amount of incidental ingestion of lip products. So it is one of the products that's even more important to have safe ingredients and natural ingredients in it because you do ingest a small amount of it. It's not, it's not a, a huge measurable amount, but it is enough that um, it's something to take into consideration when you're formulating skincare products for the lips. Is there a, when we talk about ingredients and let's face it, in the last five, eight years or so, everything about ingredients has become really critical uh, sure. to everyone. Is there a list yeah. of good ingredients and bad ingredients that relate to lip care? Um, I would say that the good and bad ingredients in skincare are relative to lip care. I wouldn't say that it was, that there was a specific difference. I do think that there are things um, that are that are definitely beneficial in lip care and even more so um, because of the dermal layers on our lips. So another um, kind of nerdy sciencey thing is that all of our skin on our bodies, on our face and most of the rest of our bodies, we have about 15 dermal layers of skin. On our lips, there's only five dermal layers. So the way that we treat the skin on our lips is very different in terms of exfoliation and then also in terms of absorption. 
And so when we're talking about absorbing into five dermal layers, it's much less than absorption into 15 dermal layers. So we use different um, molecular weights of hyaluronic acid. Our hyaluronic acid is a three molecular weight. We have a high, a medium, and then a low weight. And that is that is 100% science-based because our lips actually benefit from a higher molecular weight hyaluronic acid to sit on the surface. And then they also benefit from a lower molecular weight to sink below the dermal layers. Okay, how do you exfoliate your lips? You just use that word. Okay, so we have dry skin often on our lips. And so in order for us to have um, a really good, you know, broad range of lip, good lip care, we start with an exfoliant. And we don't use things like walnut shells. They're very um, abrasive. We don't use salt. We use crystal, a small crystal, a fine milled sugar crystal. If you look, it's really interesting. If you look at a crystal, um, a sugar crystal under the microscope, the, the edges of a sugar crystal are actually slightly rounded, which makes them an ideal candidate for exfoliating the lips because they're not as harsh. Um, also, we use fruit powders, real fruit, real dehydrated fruit, um, but nothing harsh like apricot shells or walnut shells or anything like that that can actually create fissures in your skin on your lips and be damaging. Ugh. You know, there's... I know a lot of people would say this, but I'm going to say this is me sharing personally. There's nothing worse than having dry lips. It, I uh -huh. swear to God, it's like, I know it's on the front of your face, drives me mad if I have yeah. dry lips. It's true. Well, and you know, it's funny, one of my girlfriends who kind of follows me around to the trade shows, she's a nurse. And um, she often comments about their sort of che checklist in the emergency room. When people come into the ER, they kind of go through this checklist of like color of skin, what do their lips look like? It is a huge indicator of our health. It, it determines, you know, the, the color of our lips determines our health and temperature. The look of our lips determines how, how hydrated or dehydrated we are. It's a first sign naturally. We don't really realize it as much when we look at people, but we, we can note a person's health pretty quickly by the color and, the, and the, um, the condition of their lips. So it is a really important thing. Okay, that's interesting. Never thought about that. I'm on your... Uh, oh, by the way, people, the website is A B as in boy, A B A T U R E. Do you say abature or abature? Abature. Abature.com. A B A T U R E. Go, dot com. Go see it. It's great. I love that you write completely free of plastic. I'm not a crazy, but plastic drives me up a wall these days. I don't like it anywhere i mean if we're out for a cocktail i say please no plastic in my in my drink and you know you've seen me enough but i use a yeah. uh zulu uh reusable aluminum i just yeah. plastic drives me nuts and it's you get the little micro plastic it's like in everything isn't it yeah it is yeah plastic's a big problem the sustainability platform that we stand on with no plastic was really built by my daughter tori she's now 17 and you know she's 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 taken very seriously the fact that her generation is inheriting an enormous debt of us um, in the env and the environmental debt, and she you know she wants to take an active role in trying to fix it. And so that was a huge platform that we built really early on that we weren't going to use plastic, and it has not been easy. Development of packaging was in alignment with our formula development, and it it took a solid five years. Oh. for us to get to where we are. It doesn't seem like it because it's a simple little jar with a cork lid, but it truly did take a very long time to get to that point. 
Um, will you ask Tori to do me a favor? Um, the back. thing that drives me the craziest is they talk about that plastic island the size of Texas in the Pacific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, could you ask her to get to work and clean that thing up, please? <laughs> yes, yeah, so of Yeah, right. It's another thing that drives me crazy. Yeah, um, I'll send her out. She probably needs a summer job. <laughs> Wait, tell her I've, I've got a pitchfork in my garage if she needs nice. something to okay, help, right? Okay, lend it to her. That's perfect. She's got I some mean, tools. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, well, let's see. Let me go back a minute. Okay, you and I first met at the Ojai Resort run by Kate yeah. Morrison in California. What an amazing facility um, that oh, is. We were there for Green Spot Network, right? Did yeah. you not enjoy yourself at that place? It was wonderful. I had, I ate oranges and I took a bath. <laughs> Fresh oranges in the most outrageous bathtub I've ever seen in my life. I know. It's, it's so just, that's why you have to get out of your own four walls because you go to those facilities and then you find out what it's, what it's right. That's where you're selling products across the country. I mean, you're in these most amazing spas and the nature of the beast is people want healthy stuff when they go there. So a bath in oranges sounds awesome. Uh, right? to me as well but you make how did you come up with the flavors okay blackberry spearmint hibiscus strawberry citrus they're all my favorite flavors by the way but tell me how you came up and then describe your packaging to our listeners because i think it's really interesting okay so the flavoring profiles were mostly created through market research actually tori did a science project at school um it was a really funny science project um, and she could tell you lots of really interesting details about it, but essentially we collected data. Um, the blackberry was my choice, um, and 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 by luck, it's our it's our number one seller. And so um, mostly we just we collected a lot of market data. The blackberry was my favorite until we launched strawberry, actually, and then that became my favorite. So I like them all, but it was all of the flavors were um, Tori um, essentially surveying people about their their choices of flavors um that's how that happened yeah i love it i'm a i'm a flavor guy so just like with water i put lemon in my water every single day unless kathy's cut a yeah. lime then it's lime in my water so whatever's <laughs> in the little yes. little holder in the kitchen but i i think yeah. the the ability for a lot of people they need choices they and do and that's the american way right you know the 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 the, the concept of variability, we like it. Remember when we only had one spaghetti sauce, you know, that Malcolm Gladwell TED talk where he talks about spaghetti sauce and 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 happiness and and variability, you know, now we have extra chunky and, you know, we have all this garden and mushroom and all these things with spaghetti sauce. And so it, we do like, we like flavors, we like choices, we like options. We have more coming. Um, the flavor profilings will we'll start launching now around um, seasonal things like holiday times. We'll have new launches and then next summer our SPF line will come. So it's it's a fun thing that we get to do and be creative here with, especially because we can start doing pairings with the fruit scrubs and, and, and the um, lip butters, too. Uh, listeners, we're spending time today with Cinder Trout. She's up in the beautiful Boulder Denver area of Colorado. Go visit her website. It's abature.com. A-B-A-T-U-R-E.com. I guarantee you're going to buy more than one uh, flavor of this. Of course, I don't see chocolate. And to me, chocolate is a food group. <laughs> I'm not sure I want it on my lips because I think bacon's a food group too, but I don't want bacon. Um... They have it. They have really? It. 
They do, yes. We all, <laughs> all of our flavors are grass certified. And so we're really careful about our sourcing. In fact, all of our raw ingredient suppliers have to complete a 21 point survey and sustainability to ensure that they don't use any preservatives or products that are harvested from palm oil and certain things in the industry that we know to be bad, unsustainable practice. So the flavoring profiling that we have currently is curated based on market research and also the availability of flavors. Vanilla is a flavor that we would love to launch, but it's not a sustainable, um, it's not a sustainable source. We don't have a sustainable source for it yet. So that's why we don't have it. So there are things that we really want that we can't have because we've just chosen sustainability over preference at this point. Right. So. Good for you. By the way, the science area on your website where you give all the back data on all the ingredients <laughs> is killer good. Uh, people, if you want to see how a website is done right, go to abature.com and go to the science uh, link and go look at all the data that Cinder and her team, including Tori, um, mm -hmm. share. Because it actually, this is a great, great way for people to understand. Because, you know, you can barely pronounce things like trisosterin. Trisosterin? Oh, my yes. God. Okay. But I you got to so know hard. what's in I it. It's all plant-based. Everything in the formulas are plant-based. There's no animal products. There's nothing that's not natural. Um, all the esters are derived 100% from vegetable sources. So it, it's important to know those things because we do have a complicated formula because again, in order to have a highly effective product and remain natural, you know, we had to really do a lot of research and we have to have a lot of ingredients. They work together. They work in conjunction with one another, some of them on their own specifically to impart moisture on your skin. Um, all of them are necessary and all, all of them are plant-based. So that's why we've, we, we've you know, we, it, it's really one of the three pillars of our business is the transparency in ingredients. So everyone knows that what we're using is safe. Yeah, you are on the cutting edge of that because you know, we've gone through some hiccups with a lot of, I hate the term, but people call it greenwashing, but I guess yeah. we'll just go with it for yeah. the minute. It's up to the consumer to be able to do their own research, but you've done a lot of the research for them. So everything mm -hmm. that I'm looking yeah. at on your website, I think is, is uh, absolutely fabulous. When you ship your containers to a spa, when they find the stuff mm -hmm. you like, does it come in a point of sale display or how do they put it out? So we have options. Um, we have some, we have a few different things. I'm an antique person. And so um, we have a really beautiful silver plated antique oval bowl that we um, sell our suppliers. We have some signs and some other retail display options. There's packages on the website currently that include sort of a retail display with them. Um, we have a few more things coming, but right now that's kind of our biggest, um, our, you know, the biggest seller and the biggest thing that people have asked for. I have gifted some very unique antiques to some of my spas that were early, um, but for the most part, we, we offer those bowls. Good. Well, and I have to tell you, if people put your stuff out in their spa or their salon, it's not going to stay around in the bowl long enough anyway. So uh, that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to something you said earlier, because I think it's kind of sure. funny. And you know, I spent 18 years as a manufacturer and distributor in our industry. So you yeah. said you just call it lip stuff. You know, when we were manufacturing Lotus Touch and we were making massage lubricants and body care and aromatherapy, we used to call it goo. G-O-O. -O. We just call all our stuff goo, right? All the goo. I know, you call <laughs> it lip it. stuff. 
we, we called do. it massage goo, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So Stop. I still laugh at it uh, uh, today, really our little fun. internal terms that we use mm -hmm. for for yes. all that. Um, yeah. People can find you on the website. You also have a lookup because you've got some spa partners scattered around the country. Um, and yeah, we need to just... update that list. Yeah, but we have most, uh, we're pretty highly concentrated. You can tell in dry, um, arid climates. Phoenix is one of our biggest, Scottsdale is one of our biggest client base yeah. for spots. Currently, yeah, yeah, it's necessary. Good. It's really needed. So, um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell our listeners also, though, as we wrap up, if you're going to Florida, if you're going to humid South Texas, and you, you're going to find you need lip care just as much as you do uh, in dry states. In fact, Especially in people, the sun. Yeah, people laugh at me because I've got some here on my desk. I have it in the bathroom because I use it at night. There's some in the kitchen. I keep a stick in yeah. my car. I just, yeah, you do. yeah I gotta have it, <laughs> yeah. gotta have it everywhere. Well, then like you said, women in their purses, you always have lip stuff in there, don't you? For sure, for sure. Yeah, Every, yeah, you it. need, well, you eat and drink all day long. So reapplying all day is important. The best time, by the way, to put lip balm on scientifically is at night. Night is the, by far the best time because you don't eat or drink anything. It has the best opportunity to, to lay on your lips for absorption. So always put it on at night before you go to bed. All right. And don't let your wife or the dog kiss it off of your face. Okay. Otherwise, <laughs> oh, you're <Yeah>. sleeping. <laughs> uh, Cinder, yeah. it's Can been I tell a pleasure. You about oh, oh, go. Yep. Oh, do we need to wrap it up? I was, I'd like to just. I would like to just tell you really quickly the meaning of the word aperture and the reason for the deer in the logo. Aperture is an old word I found in an antique dictionary years ago, and it refers to the path that a deer makes as it passes through the woods. And that became such a pivotal moment for Tori and I that the company used to be called Girl Collaborative. We changed to aperture because that word felt so meaningful to us for so many reasons. Growing up in a small, you know, country town in Colorado, the deer felt like home to us. But also we had this story to tell and, and about forging paths in female leadership, forging paths in sustainability with our plastic um, packaging and forging paths with um, ingredient transparency and effective natural products. And so that's the, the story behind why it's called Aperture and what that means. It's a great story and I'm glad you shared it. People, Thanks. please go find Tori and Cinder at abature.com. Can't wait to see you again, Cinder. I hope it's sooner rather than later. I love what you're doing. I love your messaging. I love your products. Thank you so much, Alan. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another. <laughs>